Quest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cappy Productions. Just going to take a moment to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to introduce you a show called Translating Love. I played their uh, promo last week on the show, but in case you missed it, here it is again. Hey, everybody. This is Danny. And Boyfi. From the podcast Translating, Translating Love. Love. And yes, we know what you're thinking. Another relationship podcast. However, since I am from the U.S., And I'm from Austria. We think that there is a unique twist on the genre. With relatable topics and interesting guests, we're trying to provide some helpful insights, give helpful tips, and also make you laugh. Our topics for translating love include mental health, trauma, anxiety, long-distance relationships, being married, sex, and many other subjects concerning all types of relationships, not only romantic ones. And our goal is not to only strengthen our bond and spend more quality time together making translating love, but also to try to be more mindful, learn new things about these topics and ourselves, and become more well-rounded human beings. Therefore, we also talk about subjects that are important to talk about and relatable in this day and age. You can listen to Translating Love on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. I got to tell you, I love the concept of the show, and I think that they are just fantastic people. So check it out and back to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Conquest of Bliss. I am here with Elizabeth and Omar Williams, or Omar and Elizabeth Williams. I never really know what the appropriate <laughs> one is. I met them at the same I don't time. Know. <laughs> um, so, first of all, how are you guys tonight? Great. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You caught us on a good night. It's uh, warm out here in Western Pennsylvania, so uh, people are moving around, getting stuff done. So it's a uh, it's, it's a good Including day. Including our kids, if you hear bumping and uh, shouting uh, in the room next to me, they yeah. are in there currently <laughs> my cat gets rowdy sometimes so there's a chance that you'll hear oh, like a big crash of expensive things you know i um, want to talk about cats we have more cats than people now officially in our house so really you that. have so many people you're, in your you're house leading you're leading with that he's leading with that Kara. Uh, well oh she says she says she wanted to talk about this. mental health and so you know, <laughs> 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 i figured just this uh, is his mental breakdown <laughs> yeah midlife apparently it's a midlife crisis i so this week um well, what was it about four weeks ago now, babe? Three, four weeks ago when something like that. You wanted a a kitten, and a friend of mine had a litter of kittens. They're mm-hmm. called litters, right? I mm-hmm. think so yeah. And uh, we got the pick of the litter, and it's this l- little cat. She named Emma, but thinks psycho, and you know, it just <laughs> has like has two personalities where it's either gonna like run from you and has to be outside and is attacking everything and every cat in the house and every thing that moves in the house or it's just the sweetest purring little like love creature so it has like, <laughs> a split personality well anyway hang on hang on i um, called her emma because of jane austen's character emma so she is the epitome the cat epitome of jane austen's emma just for <laughs> more context for anybody who understands that there you go okay go babe which i still don't understand but that's okay it's, it's, it's okay. a cute cat <laughs> um well i um was over at my friend's house again earlier this week and I had been eyeballing this other cat who's really cute and uh, has like this tiger stripes but like a spot on her head and one of her legs is like different colors and it's like kind of like odd color but she's like always very gentle temperament 
And uh, I was over there and I kind of started petting her and she was just like purring. And like, my friend keeps trying to push this cotton on me every time I go visit. <laughs> so like, but normally my guard is up and I'm like, my defenses are ready. And it was like this spur <laughs> moment. Like, uh, <laughs> like she, the other cat, she's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. My landlord's don't, don't even let me have one cat, you know, and these, so like, I'm not sure what's going to happen to these cats, you know, and I'm like, uh, and so I just, I, I grab a cat and I'm like, all right, I'm taking it with me. <laughs> I'm like, this could be a mistake. I get myself an out. I'm like, you know, we'll give it the weekend. We'll see what happens. Uh, but brought it home and it honestly, it's, it's embarrassing because I have to actually say I, I, I was raised by the crazy cat lady and I married the crazy cat lady. So that was always my excuse for being around cats. <laughs> but like cats, cats have always liked me. So I've always like, but so finally I just have to say, okay, I like cats. I'm 40 years old, married <laughs> um, man with, with four kids and we have, we have seven cats at this moment. We have four. 40 acres though and like during the day most of them you don't ever see you wouldn't know you wouldn't know we have seven cats except for we, we have to feed them uh, other yeah. than that other than that um you know you, they're just always gone but it's true i am it's true don't know how i've known you guys as long and did not know you were on 40 acres that's incredible that's so exciting yeah and a lot of maintenance Plus, well, I mean, it's no, most of it's all uh, woods, most of it's all forest. And we butt up right next to a like national wildlife uh, reserve. State game lands. State game lands. Not to be like super nosy, but do you guys own or do you rent? We squat. (laughs) Basically, yes, that's the truth. Um, Her her dad owns owns all of this. And so it's, it's, yeah. It used to be my grandparents' house and land. And then my dad uh, basically bought it off of my grandpa as gotcha. part of his, their ruling out of all this, yeah, their stuff. And my dad is something of a, um, a mini landlord. He owns a few properties that he's using as his retirement money, which he's not retired yet. So, I, and then we're not really <laughs> paying him. So I don't know how that exactly works, but he, he writes it off. Like it, it helps, it helps at tax time. Cause he has so much taxes. He has to pay. This is one like actually becomes a write off because we're not well, paying. It's, and it's like since kind of there's a, weird, a house, like a weird loophole. Oh, so well, I was um, going to say, since there's a house on the land, it's actually like valuable to have yeah. someone in a house than to just leave it. Uh, I was going to say dormant, but houses aren't dormant or active, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Empty. I don't know. If you believe in the paranormal, <laughs> I guess it could be dormant or active. I, <laughs> I, I actually, okay, like I know that this is a little divergent from what we said we were going to talk about, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, uh, I have this, like, I've been having these weird thoughts a lot lately about like kind of um, integrating my spirituality with my interest in science and interest in like how just kind of we, we observe things to work. And I'm starting to really think that like, there's like, like, oh God, it's so hard to explain, but like, (laughs) um, like things like paranormal and psychic stuff. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's a little bit like how, you know, how we didn't understand very well, how like bumblebees and stuff like interacted with flowers until like one day we just did. And we saw that they were like experiencing a sense entirely differently. So I kind of think that like maybe this paranormal world that like we have so much evidence of all over the world, people are reporting for all, like all of history, reporting these paranormal or spiritual experiences. So like, I wonder if it's just like, like, I know like they say the sixth sense, but like, 
it was just like a like an actual sense in the same way that like vision is or anything else. And I know that's off topic, but like, what do you guys think about that? I say, why not? I, I don't see why it couldn't actually be a thing. Um, I Isn't it proven that we only use part of our brains? So why couldn't the part that we aren't always using or maybe have never really tapped into, why couldn't that be a, a I don't know, spiritual side, for lack of a better term. I don't know. I say, why not? What do you think, Omar? I think that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I like Elizabeth's answer. Um, I would like to think so, I guess, um, as I'm exploring uh, my own spirituality and what I think about um, faith or fate even. Um, mm-hmm. uh, me and Chris... Um, uh, are having this ongoing discussion about destiny and how that's tied into um, whether or not there is a uh, supreme being. Like if you can have a belief in fate and destiny without believing in some sort of deity or power. Um, But I like to think that we're all connected somehow. Um, I've spoken, I've gotten to speak with a lot of smart, very learned, very more intelligent people than myself um, on Fade to Grey um, over the last couple of years. And as I've been like, quote unquote, deconstructing my faith, um, I don't know that I would say I believe in ghost per se, but I would say that I believe in supernatural. And I think that I, there's a lot more that I don't understand than what I do understand. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I also really like logic and reason as much mm-hmm. as, I li- as, I, as I like like philosophical things. So I like there to be a balance, I guess. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I say, why not? I mean, so like I was trying <laughs> to unpack it a little bit more. I mean, there's lighter to it. It's like an onion or, a, or a, an ogre. <laughs> But yep. uh, I think parfait. Yeah. Good, good question <laughs> to start out with. So, um, well, and I mean, yeah, like I think one of the things you said is really the foundation of that belief in me is that like there's a lot more we don't know or I don't know than than what I do, and I think that like when we look at science quote unquote, because it wasn't always called science or it wasn't always what we think of as science, but science throughout history, like it's all about disproving what we previously believed or confirming, but it's all about like, like expanding and evolving our knowledge, which implies the, that we don't have all the information and likely never will. Like we can't, it's not a safe assumption that we know everything there is to know now, even as humanity, you know, anyways tangent there and uh, no you're absolutely right i mean just the idea like i mean and it's natural almost for us to be afraid of the unknown or mm-hmm. call, call everything that we don't know like a god or a demon or something until until you know you get familiar with it and can kind of like break it down to start to understand it and, na- and then you can name it something else and and be like oh okay this has a function in this world we just didn't know what it was until now and now we can use it better or we can understand it better and so Mm -hmm. i think maybe that sixth sense you're talking about or that third eye i mean um a lot of people talk about you know uh you know that dmt uh trips and stuff having like those type of uh, ayahuasca trips or whatever um to experience some sort of like they all say they have the same sort of like experience with higher beings you know mm-hmm. like almost like 
geometric shapes, but like in a connection and it communicates like that, like our communication, I think is where we're lacking the, the most, even in this conversation. Like, I think that we, we understand and we're, we're agreeing, but we're having a hard time finding the correct words in mm-hmm. order to, to make that connection. And it's like, if our words, even the right way to communicate. And if we could use that, that sixth sense or that, what, whatever it is, um, pineal gland that's in the center of our like mind, you know, or whatever center of our head, like if we could use that gland, like to communicate, um, wouldn't that be so much better? Wouldn't our relationships be so much more full? So, yeah. And, and I think the, the, the pineal gland and, or I don't know if it's pineal, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only read it. So I've always assumed pineal, but I don't know. Um, but, uh, like when I, when I look at all of that stuff and like you talking about like, you know, language being insufficient to describe things, I really relate to that, um, on, on just like, just so many levels. And I think, and I'm, I could be wrong. Like I'm no, you know, specialist. Um, but <laughs> I think that that probably but you're rel- special. <laughs> Thanks. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> I, um, I, I think that it, uh, it's like, you know how like, like only like, like as far as I understand, and I could be wrong, but language really only exists in one part of our brain. So much of what we experience isn't centered around language. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that words aren't sufficient because like, like our, that's that part of us doesn't really use them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's like, like when you dream something and there's just a knowing, you know, like you have all of this backstory and context that no one's told you and hasn't actually occurred in real life. But like you understand that the person is picking up the pie because their neighbor stole their last pie or whatever thing, you know, random context. Or we all have that best friend in our life or we dream to have that best friend. And I have one, uh, Will, if you ever listen to this, shout out. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you can sit in the same room for hours and not say a word and leave that room like you just had a full conversation and like that, like that person like got everything that was going on with you without you actually having to communicate it like Mm -hmm. if it like i've had those experiences and i think we all have maybe at some level and sometime like you know had an experience like that and i think it's 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 a a real thing but it's not how uh we're taught to communicate so Mm -hmm. um okay i know this is really really off topic but elizabeth i love (laughs) your hair um, Thank you. <laughs> so sorry, but I'm like, I, if I don't say it, I'm going to like get frustrated that I don't say oh, that's it. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pinned it back because it's really hot today. And then I, my headphones make a nice little headband. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do that a lot too. My hair, I've been, you know what? This is way off topic. I'm so sorry. Um, so, <laughs> I, oh, oh my God, your hair. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it's been a while since I've gotten to talk to Omar and Elizabeth. So like, please be patient. Um, people who are listening. (laughs) Don't or don't. (laughs) We used to to get to talk all the time, but life has gotten super, super hectic. And that's, it's, I think usually good, at least in my, on my side, it's been good that it's hectic, but it's been also overwhelming. And, uh, you know, as things get better, I don't know if you guys experience this, but as things get better in my life and like, I, you know, you can call it leveling up or whatever. And there's these growing pains, but like 
it always seems to bring out these like trauma responses in me where like, <laughs> like life's going really good and therefore I'm really vulnerable and sensitive and feel like I'm going to freak out, which is, I feel like counter to what I would expect, but <laughs> I, I can't say that that happens with me, but I have noticed for my own self, I don't have a chance to go into depressive spirals if I'm busy. Mm. I get anxious though. And how, uh, get get uh, yeah. I take a lot more of my anxiety medication when I'm really busy, but but uh, my depression cycles don't uh, aren't affected as as much as far as as what I can see. Probably Omar mm. would say something different, but um, when I'm busy, uh, I don't have time to sit and stew. So it's better for me. Well, I think for me, it's like it's like while I'm actually busy, like in the moments that I'm busy. I'm, you know, I'm fully immersed and I'm, I'm doing things or I'm talking to people and I'm, and I'm, I'm not like, I do have anxiety as well. So I relate to that where I like start panicking, like, you know, earlier when I was a little bit late and I'm like, oh my God, but, um, <laughs> but it's, it's as soon as I stop all of a sudden, like all the fears, all the, 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 like, you know, like the imposter syndrome type stuff and the fears of failure and fears of success and you know all mm -hmm. of that stuff is just like huge and big and feels super super scary when things are going well and I mean mm -hmm. also when things are going poorly really I'm just super fucking emotional in all situations <laughs> uh, I've been trying to um, figure out a balance with myself of needing uh, needing the introverted time to recharge and get myself i guess centered would be a good way to say it mm -hmm. and then but but staying busy enough that i don't go into my depressive spirals and problem is that i am a mom and a wife so i have other people that really and truly need me and that I can't just say like I do to all my friends, hey, F you, I'm gonna stay home tonight. Or you know, I'm not I'm not doing anything this week because I'm introverting. Uh, I can't say <laughs> that to my family. So that's been um that's been an interesting uh experience, uh especially during COVID when most things that I would do, especially with my kids, because I'm a homeschool mom. Mm -hmm. So home with my kids, working with my kids, and now everybody's home with their kids and only with their kids. Um <laughs> That that made it. Uh, that was a really interesting uh, season for sure. And we're, um, I think, everybody around here uh, seems to be kind of coming out or expanding their pods. Or now that people are getting vaccinated in our area, are much more willing to meet up and hang out. And mm -hmm. Some people never gave a, gave two Fs anyway, um, but they're like really like over it. They're over the whole thing. So they're no more masks. No more hiding we're coming out it's public so our uh social calendars are picking up quite a bit uh, so that's mm. that's changing now but well it's, and it's like interesting like you said like finding time for self-care when you're trying to balance having a family I imagine is a lot more complicated like I struggle balancing like you know like I, I live with my boyfriend I don't know if you guys have met him or not um but well, like I know you haven't met him in person. You're a billion miles away. But uh, yeah, on Marco Polo, that counts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And uh, and like like I find because I spent so much time alone, right? Is 
is even that for me feels like a lot, right? Because usually we're okay, but there are moments where we're just like so out of sync and we have completely different needs that might require one another in some way or another. And, you know, I like, like, for example, for us, it's like, you know, like I need to get out of the house because I spend all day at the house working on stuff on the podcast and working stuff with Artstrom and like, you know, taking care of the house. And he's been working the whole time. And so he just wants to mm-hmm. rest. And it's like, you know, like, and that's just one small thing with two people. You guys have a house of six. Yeah. I think honestly, that's one of the things uh, before we started recording, we were talking about uh, us having a really rough couple of weeks. That's one of the things we've been trying to like work out, like what our own personal needs are and mm-hmm. what our needs slash wants are with just the two of us. Like we have a lot of needs, we have a lot of wants, but what is it that the two of us want from each other? What is it that the two of us need from each other? Omar, you want to speak more to that? Yeah, with the baseline that we both want each other, you know, like that we're so there's a lot of like Hmm. stability there for anybody who's listening. And so it's like one of the things we've been married for 11 years, um, been through a whole lot, um, started out uh, in in ministry and marriage, uh, probably got married for all the wrong reasons, probably stayed together for all the wrong reasons for years, you know, got. Uh, mm-hmm. started having babies quick, you know, pregnant mm-hmm. in the first couple months. So, you know, our, uh, we never really knew each other. And, um, you know, we haven't really... Or ourselves in a so, lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Let's be honest. Like, I'm just now, like, getting to the point now we've been having some really honest conversations in the last few weeks. And it's the first time, like, I'm just trying to, like, be honest with myself so I can be better. Like, I mean, that's the, the biggest thing that I'm realizing with you know four kids three of them female um you know that i just want to uh like it's fun to cut up with my asshole friends and make jokes and always you know be that guy um and not have any remorse or feel bad about it you know fuck your feelings sort of thing but you know it's you can't be that way and be liked by people and i and i want to be liked by my family by my mm-hmm. daughters you know like because mm-hmm. they're, they're their own people they 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 can choose whether or not they want to be around their father you know what i mean I, I can't force that on anybody or and and my wife ultimately like she's you know she does we're um at a point in our life you know probably at a point in her life in the first time where she's not you know trapped in the marriage through ministry or through like having nothing or no friends mm-hmm. or no other life and she has like a good solid job with good solid foundation so it's like you know if she wanted something other than this you know, like she would have that but it's like no we so the baseline is we want each other and then from there okay well how so how can we make the next you know 11 you know 20 plus years or whatever better than the last and 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 they have kept getting better and I, and that's something we can say like i mean it's it's not um it's definitely not perfect not anywhere near perfect we're still <laughs> gonna be and that's a, that's the biggest thing too is um we're the same people and that's the thing i'm not i don't want to change her i don't want her to change me but i want to figure out how like she can get everything she needs in this in this relationship and i can be supportive and and hopefully she can do the same to me but but, but she's not it's not on her. You know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I need to, I'm reaching, trying to find a like, professional counselor to talk to, um, realizing that's something that is a need in my life. And that's something that like, I don't let's, think enough. Let's um, clarify that real quick though, real quick. 
Okay. It's not it's not on me to make him happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. continue. Continue. Yes. Cor- correct. <laughs> correct. Yes. It's not yes, exactly. And it's not on her to make me happy. I mean, it's not on me to make her happy. Um although we should want to, um it's not it's it's not each other's responsibility. So like it's one of those mm-hmm. things where like I need to figure out how, like what it is um and you know being in a show it's fun to talk about, you know, what is it um you know that that makes me happy and if and are some of the things healthy um because i have um some rather probably destructive um personality traits and you know like uh habits like c- c- cigarette smoking being one of them mm-hmm. you know some of those things it's like um uh, a lot of things that i i enjoy they're all kind of like uh very temporal very uh, instant gratification sort mm-hmm. of, like almost know, hedonistic um, yeah. And so, but that's why I value my family so much more because it's one of the f- only things that's like eternal that I, like, it's almost like that's my legacy. That's the one thing that's like, I, I value like the right now so much. I'm not thinking about like tomorrow or then like the bank account and the things that like matter to a lot of people. So like, um, to answer a question you said before, I just want to go back just to, an- as I'm answering this. Um, about and you're saying how when things are going well, you're always afraid and get more anxiety because thinking something bad's going to happen around the corner. I was thinking about that, and I think there's a couple things going on. I think one of them's like we all go through seasons, and it's almost like a spiral. So it's like we're going to like, you know, and it's even almost like the seasons when they change physically. Sometimes it also changes emotionally for us as well. And it could be because of. Uh, you know, trauma can be t- tied into the seasons anyway. But then they're also for me though, I was thinking about that. I'm like, when things are going well, uh, there's always enough things that are fucked up in my life to balance it out. So I don't get like too like <laughs> co- cocky or like over or overconfident about what's going well. But at the same time, when things are not going well, there's so much good in my life that I have to balance it out. So I, that, that's just for me, I, I try not to get too high or too low on life and shot and really like uh, uh my family is, is is the most important um but um if i'm gonna be honest like myself has always been the most important you know and so it's just trying to like um figure out i mean like having kids definitely changes you it, yeah. it, it, it makes you it makes you more aware of how like selfish you actually are maybe Mm -hmm. that's that's the hard thing though that's that's the hard thing though who ultimately is responsible for your own happiness are you responsible for your happiness or or are other people responsible for your happiness and then that you can flip that and say are you responsible to make other people happy or are you responsible for making yourself happy and it's I, I, I well, when you're talking about your I'm kids, not sh- it's not just about making them happy. It's about like, are they get, getting right. everything they need to be the people that they need to be? Well, see, yeah. So this 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 is interesting though because I don't know that it's necessarily my job as a mother to make my children happy. It's my job to provide for my children and keep them alive and teach them how to be adults, which more than more often than not they hate, <laughs> <laughs> which is not making them happy. <laughs> So, uh, we say that is happiness an attitude? Is happiness in, or is happiness a choice? Um, in which case, that's your own personal thing, isn't it? Well, uh, I don't know. 
these like these questions do get really really complicated and and really really layered um you know like like i said i know i personally struggle with it on a much smaller scale you know and that question is so important is whose responsibility is it and you start looking at things like you know how we interact with the the stimuli that come into our lives the the events that happen the external um events and so like in a sense like is happiness a choice i feel like when people say that i always feel like it's so reductive because at minimum mm-hmm. it's millions of choices you know yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. you know and and the oh sorry uh, omar you were going to say something i'm sorry i just going to say the the only other no, thing no i was just agreeing oh okay <laughs> um the only other thing that i was going to say about that is that even the question of what is a choice you know my dad and i get into this debate all the time because he goes if someone puts a gun to your head and says you know do whatever and you don't do that you still made a choice and i'm like or you do that thing you still made a choice and i'm like well i mean not really you know like when a choice is so heavily weighted to one side or another you know or when there's other factors that are really heavily weighing on said choice it's not really as simple as like the same kind of choices like what brand of um i don't know macaroni and cheese or whatever i don't know that's so stereotypically <laughs> canadian fuck um but <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what brand of food you buy or whatever right so it is it is complicated and and i'm so happy that you guys are you know addressing those things and working through them um i have i have a thought that often comes into my head and and i wonder what you guys think about it um and it it's about religion right and what's the 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 value the purpose of religion in our lives and i think it's to basically simplify these problems you know and to give us like quote unquote answers and then when you leave religion it's like holy fuck this shit is so much more complicated than i was led to believe and it can be overwhelming have you ever seen fiddler on the roof I have not. I like that you're okay. really highlighting how unclassy <laughs> I am with this literature shit. Uh, uh, it's a play. I, I don't know that Omar is going to get the reference either, but my um, there's a whole song called Tradition, and it's all about that. Oh. It's all about the tradition of tradition. Yeah, I've heard, I've that's, heard that. That's yeah, the, like that's the main theme right there, and it kind of it's the hook of the whole song. And that's that's honestly what I think of religion. Um, is that it's it is tradition. It's our comfort blanket that. Um, every culture has their own take on a particular religion or another, and it's their comfort blanket. It's their, they turn it into their culture. We turn it into our, we pretend like it's part of our laws here in the United States, although that's kind of bogus. Um, but I, I don't know if that's I would actually, I understand why you would say or could say that it uh, simplifies things for you, but I would almost disagree. I think that things are a lot simpler without religion for for myself honestly i think that religion for me complicated things Mm. um kind of like if you want to boil down anything that like i mean because there is good stuff in the bible like i'm Mm -hmm. not one to say like i don't think that it's divine that god wrote it i think that uh it was written by man and it was a lot of the stories that are in there and even in like original stories but uh but you look at like you know religion that is pure and simple is this like what like you know love love the widow love the love the orphan you know mm-hmm. like it's like um, you know the thing is like you know what's the number one commandment you know uh, love God as you love yourself you know so then you're like have to learn to like love yourself and like and love your neighbor and so it's like like simple like like I feel like those 
commands or not i mean those those ideas let's just have them as ideas um mm -hmm. like yeah they're they're maybe hard to walk out um because we live with a bunch of assholes and things like that you <laughs> need to figure out like an actual balance to what what's being said and nowadays but but like the the idea um of just like being a better person trying to be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday mm -hmm. Is so much simpler than like I feel like how comp, comp like I feel like there were so many do's and don'ts and this is a sin and th like this is like if you just look at it like what's as this health like take the idea of sin out altogether and just look at health like mental health physical health is this healthy mm -hmm. and and make decisions based on that like I think that's far more valuable and far more simple you know it's like and like why why does there need to be like answers why does there need to be certainty. I think that that's what complicates things because when you when you have that certainty and then things don't line up with that then you're having to do mental gymnastics to try to like explain how you can still keep your certainty you know but you know or you have to just completely have cognitive distance altogether mm -hmm. and then whole like generation of people who are like i don't i don't anyway yeah fuck religion <laughs> So just to clarify, I don't disagree with uh, with almost anything you said. The only the only part is the last part. I think if people want to do it, awesome. If it works for you, you know. Um, but uh, but what I meant um, actually was was you just like you kind of explained further what I meant as far as when I say when I say simpler, I mean you know, the cognitive dissonance and the the rules and the hierarchies that are built by religion, not necessarily religious text, because I tend to agree that the Bible puts it very, very simply. You know, Jesus says, stop being an asshole, love yourself, love each other. You know, like, it's very simple. But but I mean, like, the institutional religion where they say, like, you know, it's it's clear-cut, gay is bad, or it's clear-cut, X is bad, or, or this is bad, or that's bad. and then And then you don't have to go through the mental process of figuring out, you know, is this okay? Is this who, like, you know, you don't have to figure out who you are because it's assigned to you. So that's what I mean as far as simplicity, but like the reality of it, like that's, I think, the draw to it. But the reality of it is that reductivism or whatever the word for that is, doesn't actually work. You know, like, like you can only stay ignorant yeah. to the complexities of of it's morality all, it's for so long only simple if you turn off your brain which that's not simple mm -hmm. for everybody it's not simple mm -hmm. for everybody it never was for me mm -hmm. that was part, part part of the problem <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, oh sorry go ahead oh uh, i just i see see omar always was open would uh, have questions and like he he would kind of push back against the system. I always just kind of asked questions, but never voiced them. Mm -hmm. I would ask them. And so then once I met Omar and he was asking the same questions I was thinking, I'm like, oh, those are questions you ask. Like you can, you can say those things like out loud and people can like <laughs> disagree with you. And it's okay that people disagree with the question that you have in your brain. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I never, there were some things I just didn't get from the time I was little, like, I, I, I don't yeah so as far as like the whole religion being simple thing I never found that myself even from the time I was a kid interesting yeah like I mean like I said I agree that like I never found it I never found it simple in the sense of easy 
you know, I also have, you know, relig- not, not, you know, as late into life, but I also have religious kind of trauma and stuff sure. as well. Um, but like I said, I just noticed that like, if you didn't want to ask the questions, you didn't have to, but without a structure, you, you kind of have to. Does that make sense? I think so. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. You don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would, I I think it's, she's maybe just struggling with it because we haven't had to be in that situation. So we haven't had to maybe like look at it that because we've been raised in the faith and that's the whole thing of like the idea of like, (laughs) because you you mentioned the kids and we don't, uh, our oldest daughter uh, spent her first, you know, four years of life in church mm-hmm. and it sh- and it shows um yeah <laughs> and our other the rest of our kids are um not churched and we don't use religion to control our kids mm-hmm. i feel like unfortunately and that's what kind of what elizabeth was talking about like because we from a young age we indoctrinate our kids we don't realize that we're doing it mm-hmm but but we're using like fear tactics and stuff on on children, like using like hell, you know, and stuff and sin and making them feel like bad people. Like, you know, like, I, yeah, she'll never listen to this. But like, I mean, like my <laughs> my mother in law, you know, once said my oldest daughter, like, you know, was had a demon in her or something like was possessed by a demon. You know, like and it's just like what if what if she heard that you know what i mean yeah. i'm like i'm like what how would that make her feel like how would the person and and, and kids hear that mm-hmm. you know, like i mean other kids other kids do i mean but it's like but it's like a different when it's your own it's like come on well and and she told she's... me <laughs> she told me what was it two years ago now that i was dying um essentially what? because of my deconstruction uh she didn't elaborate. She didn't elaborate. All she said was just in tears and freaking out on me. Like, you're just, you're just dying. You're just not Beth Joy. You're just dying. And I'm like, okay, so are you. So are all of us from the time. Like, I didn't say anything, at, but like since then, I was thinking through. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. um, all because I'm questioning the Bible and not that missionary kid that she thought she was raising. So. That's I, I, I want to say something to that too, though, because I went through something similar with my mom. My mom is, you know, she supports Fade to Gray. She's great um, for, since been there since day one. She's great with she's great grandmother. Um, love you, mom. She's not she a actually, great grandmother. She's a great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, she actually might listen to this. So, um, but I will say, um, the first time she heard Fade to Gray. And the conversation I had with her, she was in tears as well. And like, what did I do? I feel like a failure as a mother. You know, the fact that I was deconstructing my faith and having these questions. I was like, no, mother. I was like, you don't understand. It's like, I've been doing this on my own now for more than a decade. This is stuff mm-hmm. I've, I've, you know, that has nothing to do with you. You know, this like, and um, once she understood that and actually just started listening to the conversations that are being had. Now okay. it's like, that's whenever we're, we hang out, like she's, like, yeah, she's on like right. Here, here's I don't know if you call it deconstructing that, for that generation, but uh, she, they, she agreed. I don't know. Yeah, uh, here's the difference though between our moms is that his mom is willing to listen to a different perspective, whereas mm-hmm. my mom isn't even willing to 
try and explain why she thinks I'm dying or hear my perspective on why I've changed my views on X, Y, Z, you know, um, she just because those because those views are the most important and that's the thing and it, and she's been indoctrinated and that's because your mom's a great person that's the thing she really is i, I know not, i know it means well but, but it's god indoctrination and it, it just it, it ends up hurting people namely her children because my siblings and i now have like a little mini club where we're, we call each other every once in a while and do zoom chats and have you been able to talk to mom about this issue yet nope I did. How? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it's our little own uh, support group. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's it's good that you at least like, like I mean, I'm just I'm happy to hear that you recognize that that it's her behavior that's uh, damaging and and harmful, and that it's not actually on you. Like that that's that's huge because it's that's taken a while though that's taken a while because i mean when we were first when, when omar and i were first married 11 years ago my mom was my best friend so i went from having her as my best friend to her telling me that i'm dying like that that that's a transition that's a transition mm -hmm. and it was it has not been easy um and that especially that day that was really rough for me um and i had dropped my kids off at her house to go to work i went to work crying i was in tears in the back room for a while <laughs> Before uh, I could compose myself and actually do my job. Yay. How fun. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at your your way of my bottle is so my similar to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. and with you know, with our parents, because they're great and they really are. They're great people and they've been very supportive. And we were talking, you know, before we live we're living in like my father in law's house. You know, these very, very generous, very great people. Um Yeah. But but totally from 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 the jump, it's been an awkward situation because uh, they, I'm not the person that they thought that like Elizabeth would marry or did mm -hmm. marry, um, and it's not, and you know it's partly my fault because I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. It wasn't like I was trying to fool them. It's just that, mm -hmm. that season in my life, I was fooled myself. You know, mm -hmm. like and trying, yeah, you, and, you didn't know. Yeah, and so. And it was just one of those things and like being like, and so I'll, I always liked them, but like my behaviors translated that I didn't like them from like a, and so there's always a strain. Their personalities are really different and the way they um, interact with people is different. Like Omar is a great guy. Like you get to hang out with him. He'll be the I'm life of the party. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, you only take him in small doses. He only gives himself out in small doses. Like he's not somebody that, I mean, yeah, even with me, like he would have me hang out with him all the time, but I'm probably between me and Will were the only people that he would even try and hang out with. And even then he like, because of who we are, because of who I am and my own <laughs> issues, um, it doesn't always work out for me and him to be together all the time. But anyway, um, but my parents are the kind of people that if you can be with them all the time, they will, that's what they want. They just, <laughs> just quality time, just all, just be there for their dinners. The the joke is that uh, family dinners, family breakfast turns into family lunch, which turns into family dinner, and it just migrates into one big meal over the course of a four-day weekend. And Omar's like, no, I can't be part of that. Like, tell me what time dinner is. I'll come to dinner, and then I'm leaving when we're done eating. And my parents were like, no, that's not how we do this. <laughs> it's just two different cultures, two different personalities, and that 
that automatically translates to them that he doesn't like them. <laughs> but then, but then you meet, but then you meet my mother, and she's exactly like me when it comes to like <laughs> gatherings is. and stuff. And it's like, oh, well, that's There's where. There's a it's, seven, it's, and you're out by nine. That's where, I'm, yeah. And, so, and, she, and she always has people at her house, like every always. every Thursday. There's like thirty grandkids running around her house and it's <laughs> complete, completely hectic and everything's destroyed but then it's all put to, together by the time she goes to bed at nine o'clock because it's <laughs> like clockwork you know she's it's just yep well and a I week mean, that that sounds so like like fun to me like hectic but fun you know, and like interesting and challenging. And I mean, this is obviously from the outside in. I'm sure there's lots of moments where it's not as fun, but, uh, but from the outside, it sounds like an adventure. Like it's, it's a constant adventure. Like you've lots of different directions that things are getting pulled in and. Yeah. Kids will do that. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's nonstop. Um, man. This is this is your idea. This is your idea. What's that? (laughs) If you just think about yourself multiplied a few times, that's the adventure. So it's not. It's really not great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would hate. I would hate that too. I think. Um, But I'm. I'm working on it. I mean, but great at the same time. That's the funny thing is like, I say that I work. And I'm always, and when I'm not working, I'm I'm working. And so I'm not at the house a lot. And when I'm at the house, I'm in the man cave. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but I love to be around my kids. But it's like one of those same things. It's a small dose thing. Like, because it's like, if we, let's go do an activity. Let's have something that we can all do. Because like, I, I can't sit there and watch like, another like i was gonna say lego movie but lego movie is good but (laughs) some of the some of the stuff they watch is not some of their movies (laughs) we made them stop watching power rangers because it's just not good i I made them watch the entire marvel series because i was like okay you're done watching power rangers this is what this is what a superhero is (laughs) oh that's so good um i uh yeah like, you know what? That's, that's a whole other thing. And that'll take a long time. So um, before <laughs> <laughs> before we move on to the game, um, I wanted to, you know, ask you guys, can you share, like we've mentioned Fade to Grey um, a little bit. Can you guys share a little bit about where people can get more Williams family fun? <laughs> yeah, sure. Take that, babe. Yes, <laughs> All right. So I do have my own podcast called Foreign Toe Podcast, which hasn't put out an episode since December because I suck. Nope. Uh, but <laughs> I'm planning a I'm planning a relaunch, uh, or I guess we could call it season three, <laughs> um, starting in June this year. It's a homeschool podcast because mm-hmm. I have really enjoyed um, listening to people's shows, and I do a lot of stuff. Anyway, I try and give an eclectic overview of all the different homeschool um, flavors because there's a lot out there mm-hmm. and it can be very overwhelming. And I've had one too many conversations with people that are exactly the same. So I have them on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find that anywhere. Um, we're also on Instagram, Fade to Gray podcast and at Foreign Toe podcast. We're on Facebook at the same both tags and I'm on Twitter at Foreign Toe Pod. I'm also on TikTok at Foreign Toe Podcast. Oh, I didn't um, know that. I'm excited. I'm going to follow you. Yeah. My, my <laughs> TikTok um, is, 
I haven't done it for a couple of weeks because, um, yeah, my my job is working for Porsche Music Store in Franklin, Pennsylvania. You can find us on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and we just moved into a new building. And so this last month, um, I was asked by my boss to pick up some extra hours to help get us moved. So I haven't done much on TikTok in the month of April. But um, so, yeah, that's where we are. Uh, and Fade to Gray podcast, obviously. We do a lot of... Um, live shows on fade to gray on our facebook page we'll we'll stream live so if you like to watch that kind of thing find us there mm-hmm. and our other show oh our other show is movies that molded me which is a movie podcast uh game show that's really fun lots of laughs and swearing with our friend chris and mm-hmm. uh usually a guest so. mm-hmm. and just in case anyone's wondering yeah um i have been on fade to gray thank you for asking and uh, oh, yeah <laughs> And Chris has also been on this podcast episode, I want to say six, he remembers. Um, <laughs> I want to say it's episode yeah, six. So uh, it's, you're speaking my language. Um, so yeah. if, if anyone's interested in, in the, the follow-up of the dynamic between the, the relationship between me and the Fade to Grey team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so are you guys ready to play a game? Sure. All right. It's, I like uh, games. Is it a drinking game? I have my beer ready. It <laughs> is not a drinking game, but I've heard that anything can be okay, a drinking game down. if you drink while you play. This, uh, is, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the um, the premise of the game is literally just me naming slang, in this case from Australia, from ielts.com.au. So if, uh, if I get them wrong, it's on them. Um, and, uh, and you guys just guess what it means and we'll keep track of the points. Um, even though they do not matter in any sense, there will be no prizes. Mm. Um, sounds like whose line is it anyway? With yeah, theory, the, thank you very much. <laughs> but the points don't matter. Yeah. Everything's made up in the points. Oh, I loved that show. Oh man. That show was um, awesome. I loved it too. So I'm going to write Dwayne was my favorite. Sorry. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, yes, I also like Dwayne. And he does the, you know what? Different. It, we're not just having yeah. casual chat. We're doing a show. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Dwayne was good. He's really good. And he's doing, doesn't he do? He does the one with the the, the doors, I think. Right. Yeah, he's a, co- uh, a show Who's host behind now. door number one, two, or three? Yeah, he, he does that. Yeah, he does that. It's great. He's fantastic. You guys should follow him because I'm I sure I'm going to increase his following. By the curly hair, the tall guy with the curly hair, I think was the funniest, though. Ryan Styles. Not that I watched that show a lot. Yeah. Colin Mockery is the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Owen was fun. He was British. Paul- but like, uh, but Ryan, he just, I, th- I felt like he was always holding back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he always... I, yeah, I feel oh, like he was always the funniest. Yeah, Colin always had the sex jokes. Could always mm-hmm. count on Colin for a sex joke. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Anyways, I like how we're like kind of advertising a show that's not been on the air for a really long time, and definitely everyone knows more than <laughs> go, this show. But if go you find like it that on show, YouTube. You, I will say, if you like that show, then you'll probably like movies of mold to me because yeah, our, yeah, you're our not. Points wrong. don't matter either, and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they matter. They matter to Chris, who apparently wants they to change matter. all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving all on. Right. What's our game, Kara? So Tell the game is you guys <laughs> guessing Australian slang, and whoever gets it. Okay, let's figure this out. Um, if you both get it right, you get a point, and if no one gets it right, no one gets points, and if one does, then only one does, or whatever. We'll do it that way. That sounds sure. good. I normally so, do this with just one person. Are we competing against each other? Yeah. 
Oh, we can. Oh, she she's gonna win. Good. I don't know. Girl power. You've been you've been to New Zealand, so. Well, I'll try and pick one country. Before, before, before we start, I just want to say, you know, she, she has, has an edge. Yeah, she has just a little bit of edge. All right, all right. <laughs> um, we're gonna start with uh, Arvo. What does Arvo mean? Can you use that in a sentence, please? <laughs> is, 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 is that is that an RV? Is is that would that be uh, what we call an RV in the states? So a recreational vehicle. Um, okay, what's your guess, Elizabeth? Because I'm not going to use it in this sentence now that he already guessed. <laughs> yeah, it has to be some kind of vehicle. Okay, so nope. Um, it is afternoon. Arvo, afternoon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've Zero heard that points. before, so I don't, yeah. <laughs> so, neck and neck. Um, <laughs> what is a bottle And I know you know this one because I'm pretty sure I've heard Chombi say it. Bottle of beer, isn't it? What do you think? What do you think? A bottle of beer? Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I feel like maybe we should just be like a like, cuppa. Just be a team because I don't think we're very good at this. Okay. Um, um, and, 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 but, but I feel like she's got me convinced because I don't have any better ideas. So that's going to be my guess. That's my guess either way. So it's the correct theme, but but incorrect. It's a liquor store. Oh, oh, it's a place to get the stuff. The yeah, so like I'm heading on over to the bottle of this Arvo, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm still oh, Australian. Uh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is an Esky? And you guys are a team now. I can put my Sharpie away. I didn't even have to write on myself. Uh, an Esky. An Esky. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I lived in... I, 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 say, I that's so racist. I'd say I lived in Alaska for 10 years, so my mind automatically goes there, but that's racist as fuck. Although Australians, I don't want to piss off any Australians, but I have heard things. Um, so. What's your Australians viewership like at this point, Kara? Just turn them off. Yeah, they, they hate, they hate us right now. They're, they're cussing yeah. us out. Oh, well. shit. I don't know. I, I get, we have to guess something, though. An Esky. Uh, Esky. Uh, a ski do, like a water like a, ski. Yeah, like a. I think they. I think the water ones are sea doos. Yeah, yeah. Sea doos. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know. Um, it's an insulated cooler. So Eski is based on Eskimo. I would assume based on the fact that it's like a cooler. Oh, uh, so it was. It was racist. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so we did we that. Right I, I should. I, I should just. My bad. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to play now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, an esky. Go put that in the bottle and get that. What is Macca's? Ooh, that's McDonald's. It is. It is McDonald's. What do you guys call McDonald's? McDonald's. <laughs> we say McDicks here, and apparently Americans do not say that. No. Like, literally, McAdees, like everyone's like, I'm going to McDonald's. Golden Arches. McDonald's. I've heard. I've heard Golden Arches, but not McDicks. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you, Canadian, you, you Canadians really know how to party. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, we like McDicks. What can I say? What can I, can uh, I say? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, wow, I'm impressed. I mean, that's a I, normally, you know, American comes through with the dick jokes, but that I, I like it. I feel like actually, like America it. really underestimates how ridiculous and crass Canada is. Um, like most of our slang that you'll hear often has the word fuck in it or is Seth like Rogen is crass. Canadian. 
Like it, Seth Rogen <laughs> is Canadian. Seth Rogen yes. is Canadian. Yes, and yeah. so is Will Arnett. And so is Will Arnett. Well, I knew so, um, Seth. Uh, they're two of my two of my favorite can, uh, comedians Jim too. Carrey. I knew the other Seth yeah, was Levy. Oh wait, Seth. Oh, I guess. Oh yeah, Seth Rogen. Okay, I get so confused with Seth Rogen and Joe Rogan constantly. Yes, I knew Seth Rogen was Canadian. He's from the like goes, Vancouver area, which is where I lived for a long time. Um, okay, what's a piss a very, up? That's a very good Seth Rogen. That piss up. Thank you. <laughs> um, is that what you do? After Wait, what was you the word I missed? A piss up. Piss up. So, so you go to the bottle and fill up the esky. And then when you're done drinking all your beer from the bottle, then you go to have a piss up. Um, it so, sounds like a mistake. As so, uh, piss up sounds more like a mistake. So I was going to say it's actually so you go to the bottle on your way to the piss up. Mm. It's a party. It's a party. A okay, piss so, up is a party? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. No thanks. I didn't make this I'm up. Um, I'm not. I'm good. <laughs> and well, I think it's like you get pissed, like you get drunk, you get pissed, you know. So oh, okay. As, um, lo- as long as the Mick Dicks doesn't get pissed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'm actually gonna finish with a Canadian slang, just because I wonder if you guys have ever heard it, and it's not gonna make us look good, but it's a really good example of how trashy our slang can be. What does it mean to fuck the dog? And it's not the obvious thing. So fucking the dog would be the obvious thing. Yeah, like it's not like having sexual intercourse <laughs> with a canine. Um, if it's not that, then <laughs> um, I would imagine it would be like an screwing up really bad, you know, fucking up r- really bad. Fucking, the, I really fucked the dog on that one. Um, I would imagine. Yeah, eating so, hot dogs. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not. It's not. It actually means to like be lazy sort of like fuck around so like if you're at work and you're like what are you doing fucking the dog like that's what people would say and everybody understands sometimes people say making puppies as like an extension of the fuck the dog term wow yeah interesting Um, where did that come from you know i really don't know and i'm sure that i don't want to um <laughs> are you sure you don't want to know are like, you sure? positive so positive i'm just i just don't that sounds like a deep dive waiting to happen <laughs> yeah like that's so that's, all of the uh, conquest of bliss listeners please comment right now what, what does it mean where did it um, come from fuck the dog who originally fucked the dog <laughs> you know actually a lot of my listeners aren't in canada and are probably going to be horrified by this portion of the conversation. Um, so uh, on that note, is there anything you guys want to add before we uh, close up shop here? I don't know why I said it like that. I try to be cool, you know. Well, if you, if you, if you want to <laughs> fuck the dog with us over at Fade to Grey, um, you come, come visit us there. But this has been a lot of fun, Kara. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us on. Thank you so much for coming on. And to my listeners, I love you. Bye.